podcast with our guest right now. Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of Lethal Podcast. Uh, we are very excited to have our very first guest here, and I think it only makes sense uh, that our first guest be our uh, longtime friend and now friend of the show, Isaac Justice with Limb Driven TV. How you doing, Isaac? Pretty good. How are you guys? Good. I'm doing great. Uh, Blaine is here. Uh, Garrett is not. Garrett has poop eye, uh, and he has the flu. So we're going to make lots of poop eye <laughs> jokes today because at Garrett's expense because he can't be here to defend himself. Uh, at least I'm going to. So uh, so that's, uh, that's what you guys are going to get today. Lots of poop jokes because we're all 12 years old and super mature. Um, so uh, Isaac, just a little bit of uh, background info. Isaac was supposed to be one of our co-hosts. And then he decided to be mature and like put his career ahead of things like this. So, and uh, <laughs> that's why you have me quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's how Blaine came along. Yep. Uh, so. <laughs> Don't discredit uh, so, Blaine's knowledge, Matt. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Blaine's Blaine's got the knowledge. He's got a he's got a big old noggin full of full of brains and, and stuff that's most, in it. Most of it's probably from you too. <laughs> one of the earlier episodes you got a whole bunch of arrows too at home that you don't use that you like to refletch every week mm-hmm. every week <laughs> refletch is like 10 dozen arrows every single week it's like i don't even shoot them i just freaking fletch dude <laughs> <laughs> just come home get a get a hankering to rip some fletchings off and do it again much <laughs> But uh, um, Isaac has really uh, been here with myself, Blaine, and Garrett um, since the beginning. I'm actually 99% sure that Isaac was the whole like reason I found the quote-unquote high-momentum community uh, and and kind of dove into this head first. And then I think I'm – I can't remember if I found Blaine or if Isaac found Blaine. I know I found Garrett. Uh, I believe it was you, Matt. I'm not. Okay. I can't remember that far back. Then. Yeah, there were, give there were a couple. Some credit, Matt. You found a lot of people that have helped help the things along. I did. Okay. I, well, I, I would every once in a while I'd just like post something in like one of these Facebook groups. I remember Garrett was the day that I added like 58 people or something like that. <laughs> it was it was just like an insane day. Like all these people were like, "Where's this group?" Like because it was secret at the time. And I was like, you have to Literally add me as a friend for me. Yeah, I was like, you have to add me as a friend for me to be able to add you. So add me as a friend, I'll add you, and then you can remove me if you want. And uh, and now we have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's how the whole thing started. But um, Isaac was uh, here since day one, since before day one for, for us, and uh, has been instrumental in uh, guiding us uh, uh, on this journey and, and kind of helping, helping direct us as we... Uh, as we navigate the waters of of quality equipment and uh, uh, higher momentum, heavier uh, heavier arrows, and uh, we are very excited to have him here. Um, mm-hmm. Isaac, what's uh, tell us tell us a little bit about Limb Driven? What do you what do you guys do? Pretty much all we do is make videos. I mean, I know we have a Facebook page, but it's not that we're extremely active. We're not going to be the the page that posts the memes about uh you know hunting things or we're not yeah we're not that's us. In, in that way we're not involved so much in the hunting community we're not going to be the ones that post you know who's shot their bow lately it's an expectation from us that you're shooting your bow so there's no reason to make that type of post uh really what we do is 
we just try to build build a relationship with individual hunters from the ground up what type of equipment are you using how can we help you improve that equipment how can we help you tune that equipment and really just trying to provide a resource that's going to allow people to get the most out of what they have and if they're willing to bump things up try something new get you know better equipment of course we're always open to that we we have opportunity for people to get new equipment but really the reason that we made the YouTube channel was because we wanted to provide a source for people to go to that just would allow them to change their perspective on what's possible with a bow and arrow, whether that's with tuning as far as reality or sorry, lethality and goes against what the reality is in that hunting community. I think a lot of people have a certain expectation uh, and, and I think that some of the stuff we put out that isn't new by any means, I don't want to act like we are the ones reinventing the wheel, but just some of the stuff that we put out is is groundbreaking for a lot of guys. And I would say that it's it's just sure. been cool over time to have people give us some feedback like, hey, I didn't know that this was possible. I didn't know that you were able to do this, this, that, and the other. And just providing a resource for people to go to and talk to someone that's not going to make them circle the wagon, but just tell them straight up what it is if you have the wrong spine i'm going to tell you it's wrong if you're using something that i don't think is going to be good enough i'm just going to tell you you know it it ticks a few guys off but a lot of people cling to it and that's Mm -hmm. that's kind of the group that we're in on facebook too with the high momentum it's it's pretty cut and dry it's science and it's just yeah that's why we made it a resource Mm -hmm. really yeah i know it's uh, i mean hell before i i think i was I was looking for something like that and I didn't know it when, when we hooked up. Yep. Uh, I, and just being in this kind of community for a couple of years now, I think we can, we can solidly say that there is, there, there are not many places to go to discuss things like this. And there aren't many people, uh, when you, when you look at the totality of things, when you look at the amount of hunters that are, available on you know some of the larger facebook groups you know over 150,000 people and someone will ask a question and there'll be you know 500 responses and then if if we were to objectively go through this list of responses and say you know which ones would we say are legit answers it's it's a very small number less it's a terrifyingly small number less than one percent most of the time yeah yeah, it, it really is. It really is. And uh, uh, I know I know I am thankful for what you guys are doing because you gave you gave an outlet for, you know, the uh, kind of the counterculture that we're trying to create here that, you know, what what you see on TV and what you're seeing in the and all the marketing when you go into Cabela's and Bass Pro and your local shop and all this is just it's horse crap. It's not none of it's none of it's really true. And I think that uh, that really and, is what sums it up in, in reality besides what I had explained and, you know, telling, telling the listeners why we started the channel, that, that is the, the thing is being able to see past marking, being able to see past that, the, you know, that horse, horse mouth, repetitive, this is what it is. This is what it is. And it's because behind the scenes, there's a paycheck involved. That's something mm, that yep. I could, I am always able to say from day one with what we have going on in our channel, we do have plugs with equipment. We do, we are very specific on a few brands of things that we like to use. 
big bore archery targets. We like those. We love those. We use those. We're going to talk about those. You know, we like right. we like the synonym bow press. That's what we use. It's because it's... Oh, man. I like that thing. People I that, want one. People that want to get serious into this probably could chuck up $100 and get themselves a press. It's better than a $1,000 press when you are on a budget. We're going to talk about grizzly stick stuff because that's what we trust. So beyond all that, though, there's never been a paycheck involved. There's never been equipment just sent to me because it's hey thank you for the shout out it's it's always here uh we're paying for this we're gonna try it out and if we like it we're gonna tell you about it and then we'll email the yep. company and say hey by the way we use this and we like this here's this video and we get a thank you and might get a shout out it's mm-hmm. it's never been about having people send free equipment it's never been about trying to get on a pro staff because the pro means promotional not professional it's never been about trying to have some type of following it's just like you said providing an outlet for individuals to watch something that might defy a little bit what they've heard in pro in pro shops question authority question what status quo is and think maybe there is something more to what i have going on if they're interested cling on and try and learn as much as you can yeah and and i think i think more than anything what this creates at least what it created for me was a thirst for knowledge and that uh, you know when i i don't want to say i was the typical guy that uh, you know when when deer season rolled around it was you know whatever arrows i'm shooting whatever broadheads i happen to have or you know whatever was on sale at uh, you know the local sporting goods stores what i shot but i kind of was that guy uh, for a certain amount of time i was as well and yeah, I, I think all of us were, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at least at least at some point. And when when I started getting into this community and watching some of the videos you you were putting out, you know, this was uh, this was new stuff to me. And then it made me like create that it created that thirst and it made me start thinking, well, man, if 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 this isn't true, then what else isn't true? And so you start you know diving into this rabbit hole of. Uh, an endless rabbit hole of that of of science and uh, uh, different materials and and uh, I mean all all sorts of stuff. I mean you can go whatever direction you want. And and not only did I do I think it made me uh, a better a more lethal bow hunter. I think it made me care more about the game. Mm-hmm. And and I don't I don't I I don't think that I was careless before, or at least when I was doing it before I didn't think I was careless. But then now in hindsight i'm like man i was kind of stupid like i did a lot of things where i'm like "Hmm, man if if someone's telling me that this is what they're doing now uh you know stuff that i did when i was a younger bow hunter i would i'd say man then i don't i don't know if you care about the game as much as you think you do uh Mm -hmm. because if if you did if you did you would devote more time and energy to try and understand uh you know uh, everything that's going on with your setup so uh yeah, I think I think Limb Driven is doing a, a great job of uh, of creating this stimulating content that makes makes people question everything that they've been told. And you know, like I said, that's kind of that's kind of where we're trying to go with with this podcast and 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 to to grow this community. You know, we're we're not as 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 much as certain 
people on social media try and make it sound, uh, you know, we're not we're not exclusionary people. Uh, and, and I tried to make that kind of clear in that last episode that I did about mechanical broadheads. I still want people to shoot mechanical broadheads to have success. I wish they wouldn't shoot mechanical broadheads, but just because uh, you are doesn't mean I'm not going to try and help you out. Uh, but, you know, there's this stigma that goes on uh, online that that says, oh, you know, don't talk to these high momentum crowd guys. They're just a bunch of, you know, cult followers and this, that and the other when really we're just trying to we're trying to help people out. And if people want help, then we'll give them help. But, uh, you know, it's I think the way we've been treated, uh, dare I say, has been a bit unfair. Uh, but, you know, I'm not I'm not crying about it. I'm not I'm not you know, I'm not upset at people for you know, thinking certain things about us, that's fine, we'll, we'll keep driving on, but, uh, we, we are in an, an inclusionary, uh, community, you know, we, we know not everyone can shoot, you know, arrows over 600 grains, we know not everyone can, has the ability to shoot, uh, you know, or, you know, has the budget to go out and buy a, a new set of single bevel broadheads, even though, you know, that's what we recommend, uh, but you know, we, we want, we want to help people out and, you know, regardless of what they're shooting. And, and I think, uh, I think Wim Driven has done a, a very good job of bridging that gap. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate the kind words. That's, it's what we're trying to yeah. do. Well, yeah, no, I think, I think we're all, we're all driving the same, you know, we're driving the same bus, uh, and we're just trying to push this community to where, uh, you know, where we want to be and, and the understanding, you know, to be there. Um, so what, uh, uh, I know you've, we've talked a little bit in the last couple weeks. Uh, you said you've got like a bunch of videos planned, right? Like, what do you guys have coming up? There's a few things planned where, where of course, we're always trying to cover, you know, tuning things. Uh, I did have a few people reach out to me this last week. We're going to try and cover some top hat stuff. Uh, you know, it's Matthew's top hat and shims in general. It's mm. a lot of the stuff we go over has to yep. do with compounds and, and yokes and, Although we prefer yokes, people still like to shoot bows that have shims. So we're gonna try and go over some of that stuff. So we just want to increase the you know the amount of people that we can help out if we just stick to yokes and say this is what we recommend. Then we're just not reaching as many people as we can. Mm-hmm. So like I said, we're gonna ex- expand and try and get get some stuff done with the spacers and shims and top hats with the different bows. We also uh, we're gonna try and film some of a upcoming pig hunt in june uh yeah, yeah. that ended up getting getting all booked in and we're gonna try and try and film as much as we can with that there's nice uh six of us going and it looks we're hoping to to kill you know over six pigs and try and have things on film and kind of track how how some equipment performs so of course that and that's that's really what it's going to encompass i think we're going to also transition to some more shooting vlog type things because I think for anyone that shares the passion that that we you know just on this podcast but also on our channel and driven TV anyone that shares that passion for archery they probably like to see people getting out and shooting I know I do mm-hmm. there's guys that I watch oh, yeah. that just when they shoot their bow I enjoy watching and just see the things that they do right. compared to how do you practice compared to how I practice so there's some of that stuff coming too. I think, uh, especially with us graduating college here this year, we're going to be, the boys are going to be separating, so we're going to try and find ways for all of us to upload and still have a voice on the channel, so yeah, yeah, it's just some of the different outlets we're going to be looking to do. You and, are you and Garen both graduating? 
Yep. Yeah, we will both be graduating this this spring and moving on to adult life. Cool. Hey. <laughs> well, hopefully in adult life you have more time to hunt. I know you've. Uh, I know the. Uh, I know the same way for me in college. When I was in college, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get a chance to hunt as nearly as much as I wanted to. I mean, if we're being honest, into my early uh, adult life uh, in the in the professional world, I I still haven't gotten to hunt as much as I used to, but as much as I would like to. Uh, but uh, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, you'll be able to, with your new schedule, as a, you're going to be a teacher, right? You're going to try to be? Yep, I'll, I'll be a family consumer sciences or whole mech, for those that don't know. I'll be a teacher in that subject. And nice. High school, middle school, not sure which one, but yep. first two years, I'm sure will be a grind to try and get all the curriculum and things in place. Yeah. But after that, it should should ease up a little bit, have a little yeah. easier schedule. And be, mm-hmm. Yeah, things, things, like will, do, things will so. fall into place. Yeah, and you'll get all you'll get all summer to travel wherever you want to go shoot things. That's the goal. Uh, Summer is not necessarily a great time to say that it's open for bow hunting, but there's always bow fishing, and there's and there's always that opportunity to kill pigs. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of uh, I know um, you know our buddy Clifford was talking about the uh, um, axis deer. Their rut is in like the end of June, early July. Yeah, over so, in Hawaii, so. Yeah, yeah. So if you ever want to try and hunt them, I'm pretty sure, uh, I think Nilgai uh, has, a, like, a a season that opens in Texas mm-hmm. uh, down, like, in, uh, it'd be, you know, the Christmas break time for you, so yeah. give that, those couple weeks off, be able to go hunt those. And I'm sure you'll be able to find Bear, some stuff. August Bear is on the list as well. Yep, yep. Well, I know, depending on, you know, the school that you work for and stuff, if you go, you can go black bear hunting in Idaho in, like, as uh, for spring, quote-unquote, season that's in, like, end of May, beginning of June. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. you, you can, you could probably go, go hunt some, some bears out west, too, if you want to do that. There's lots of opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I know I'm trying to spread our wings. Blaine, what are you, what are you trying to hunt this year? I, I've, I've already forgotten. Um, well, turkeys this spring and then it's kind of up in the air. I've been talking to a buddy that lives out in Montana about doing a spring bear hunt out there. Um, Ooh. that may or may not happen. It'd be yeah. that May time frame. So, um, but yeah, I got invited to hunt turkeys down at a really good spot by, uh, a buddy of mine. Um, nice so nick hansen i built him some arrows a couple times and have become pretty good friends with him is that still so, in in the state that you live in yep, or minnesota. is that gonna be out of state no that'd be okay. in minnesota down this actually pretty close to you isaac down by farmington so oh shoot yeah i've been been to farmington plenty of times yeah that's that yep so that should be fun and then my annual mule deer hunt and then uh whitetails here and i should draw a bear tag i have this will be preference point number five so i'm almost there you go i'm almost guaranteed to draw a bear tag so yeah so do you have to and i'm totally ignorant on the subject do you have to like cash those in like do you say i am going to cash in these five preference points or do you is it just like an ongoing thing like you have preference points and if you put in for it and you don't get the yep you don't get the draw then you get to buy the preference point um yeah you buy let's see how do you, how do i explain this so you basically you apply for a preference point it's like what is it do you know isaac it's like 10 bucks or something for yeah it's i think it's 10 yeah so oh, you much. just apply and then you wait until the draw results come out if you don't draw you get a preference point 
and yeah if you do draw obviously you do tag so huh um isaac you're uh your dad's a pretty accomplished bear hunter isn't he you see he, uh, he's yeah. got like he's got one that's uh in the record books right yeah, uh, at one point he had the largest bear shot in Minnesota with traditional archery. Yeah, he Dang shot down. that in, cool. I think it was 1998. He ended up shooting that up near Duluth, Minnesota. Nice. Uh, in that, like... some public land. And yeah, he broke the bar scale that they tried to weigh it at. <laughs> nice. The scale maxed out at 500 and he busted it. Had to go to a different bar and they, they had to weigh it there. I don't remember the official weight, but it was somewhere around 520. Mm-hmm. Dang so, yeah. Man. Yeah, it was huge. And then that's the guy a, that's that, a large bear. you know, they go through that drying period before they can officially score the skull. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he was getting an official Euro mount done. Well, the guy ended up screwing up and boiling the skull mm. before oh. they did the measurement. And he lost oh. lost Boone and Crockett by 116. Well, the skull would have been Boone and Crockett, and it would have been the first Boone and Crockett black bear shot with traditional archery in minnesota wow the guy boiled the skull oh man Man. just some miscommunication there but it's like the things nightmares are made of Mm -hmm. oh man yeah but you know he doesn't care it yeah it's actually the worst piece of taxidermy we have in the entire house (laughs) it's the guy that that did it butchered it like he's the guy that has done all of our deer but he, yeah yeah it was he just wasn't well versed in black bear i guess and it did yeah, not turn out no, well that's, so. yeah i think you, you kind of have to know know the form that you're working with even even if it is euro mount that's kind of you know it's if you know if you don't know the critter it's going to be hard for you to know what it needs to look like i guess mm-hmm. yep hmm. so for a while you know i was uh, uh I, I won't say i was part of the limb driven team but i was you know trying to help you guys out yeah. and doing what i could and i was on uh uh you know i was on connected to your facebook page and yeah blaine was i as would well. yeah yeah we both were that's right and i would get i would wake up at like four in the morning and uh, like my phone would just be erupting because you and someone else would be talking <laughs> about arrows mm-hmm. <laughs> because i was i was connected to the pages uh message messenger uh so what uh no, no I'm, not, I'm not mad about it it was fine i, I got sometimes to spy it's on just you like guys. crazy hours like it's like 3 a.m and i'm up anyways doing who knows what and yeah 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 i know so what you're saying what, but what's your question what, uh, yeah what do uh what do you guys get asked like what do you get asked the most i guess because i know i mean you're an, you're an educational you know platform so I'm I'm kind of curious, you know. I saw some of the questions, but like, what's what do you guys get asked more than than anything? It's always just it's literally this bland. It's hey, I've been watching some videos. I'm interested. This is my current <laughs> setup. They'll list it. What do I do mm-hmm. to improve it? That's <laughs> it's literally what it is. And and That's... you know, I should say it's a little bit different when you're talking compound versus trad. Trad most sure. common question: What spine do I get? And then I yeah. have to like sit there and think, oh geez, yeah. oh man, and I have to guess because then it's like crap. I'm gonna waste sixty dollars out of your pocket if I tell you the wrong thing. So, yeah. So man, then it takes is so hard. It's yeah. It's so then it takes hard. some concentration, but I would say overall, most times it's just like I've been watching. I'm interested, but I have. What can I do with it? Mm-hmm. So on that note um because i kind of i kind of thought that might have been what the what the general question was so how often uh if you want to give like a x you know x amount out of 10 or percentage or whatever how often do guys ask 
how can I improve this setup that I currently have? And when they tell you their setup, they have to go to a higher spine or a it's, stiffer spine, I should say. I would say 100%, but as of lately, guys have had the correct spine simply because the trad community is so messed up that if you look at a chart, you're overspined. So the only thing that works is the fact that they have to use something I'm recommending because they don't right. want to buy new arrows. And But that right. is something that is more common just in the last, I'll just say like six months. Before that, <laughs> yeah. it was like almost always, you know, uh, I don't want to be disrespectful to, to older gentlemen in the traditional archery side of things. However, sure. most older folk in the sport will typically be saying 600 to 500 spine it's mm-hmm. it's just what Oof. they do because they're used to running that 125 grain point and yeah so guys get that they go oh that's what i need and then mm-hmm. they end up 50 running grain into brass a video. Sensor, 125 grain point and that's it yeah and then they watch a video and then they're like oh i want to do that too but it's like uh you can't do both mm-hmm. you know you you, you yep. need that stiffer spine so yeah yep. you know it's it's changing i think it's something that guys in this more high momentum community can see it's changing guys are starting to realize it's okay to increase a little weight you know it's kind yeah. of coming back around uh mm-hmm. to more of that amo standard but mm-hmm. yeah it's before the last few six three three to six months almost always had to say oh dude we need something new yeah mm-hmm. i know when i was when i was more uh more involved in the compound community oh isaac do you know that i got a compound bow i can again? see it behind your head oh yeah yeah you can he, see it's not it's a, he went it's back a, no no it's dog. it's for no, it's really. for testing it's for testing yeah and, that's what and, they uh, all and, say and, 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 and backups in case i suck at trad he, no i'm, he, I'm still i'm he still tipped sh- over I'm still on shooting. his bike and he needed to put the training wheels back on no, oh, just kidding. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> brutal band-aid Sorry. for that scraped knee oh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> oh man all I, good uh, uh yeah, Garrett made me an offer on this Darton that I could not refuse. So I'm uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about it. But um, you Sorry, know, one man, thing it's okay. I hate you. <laughs> um, one thing that I, I have noticed quite a bit, or that that I I noticed a lot when I was more involved in the compound community, and something that I personally tried to recommend was to go with a stiffer spine than what you think you need. So all these guys would say, you know this is the setup I'm thinking I want to do. And it would be, you know, a 300 spine, sometimes even a 340 spine. And I would always, I would always say, man, like you can, you can afford to be a little bit on the stiff side for a compound and not have much of a tuning issue. But if you ever like the difference between you shooting a 300 spine and a 250 spine, if you don't change anything else, it's going to be like 20 to 25 grains maybe 30 if you're shooting a heavier GPI spine. But if you want to step up your tip weight at all, whether that's your your actual broadhead field point or your insert or uh, any footers you want to do or whatever, if you go with this 300 spine, it won't tune. You're going to run out of room. And and I, I kind of figured, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I have I have seen some where I'm like, man everything tells me this shouldn't tune but like but it does. i see you i but it does mm-hmm. and i see you shoot i see you shooting bear shaft with fletched 
you know, at, at 30, 40, 50 yards and you're shooting, you know, 29 inches at 70 pounds, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with, with 300 grains on the end of a 300 spine arrow. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that shouldn't, that shouldn't work, but if it does, it does. So, mm-hmm. I mean, more power to you, but, uh, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of wondering if, if that is the, the, still the consensus for compound guys, you know, here's my setup. How, how can I make it better? And it's like, well, first thing you got to do is buy different arrows. So, uh, yep. uh, because your, your spine is too weak. Yeah, like not even just talking on, like we kind of covered the trad side. If a, com- a compound guy comes to me, I'm going to say 100% of the time they have the wrong spine. 100% of the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they are looking at the charts, and the charts aren't wrong for what oh, the you know, the industry is saying, but it's wrong for what we have going on. Whereas, mm-hmm. right. like I said, for the trad community, the charts are way stiff for what the trad community has going on. But it's perfect right. for what I want guys to be set up with. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of falls right into my lap. But... For the compound guys, whew, we're way off. We got yeah. thirty yeah. inch, seventy pound speedbow guys using a three forty three foot spine, and then they ask yeah. me about like two hundred gram Masai, and I'm like, ain't gonna yeah. happen. Buddy. <laughs> nope, not sorry, not buddy. Happening. You're about to really hate me when I tell you to sell all your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yep, uh, yep. But that's that's how it goes. I mean, and uh, you know, some, and I think that's kind of why uh, things like things like this are why we are exclusively trying to stay away from sponsorship so when we say like <clears throat> yeah like <laughs> sorry you gotta you gotta sell those or throw them away one or the other and tell you to buy something different then you know we're, we're trying to come come at that from an unbiased perspective and and really a lot of a lot of people i, I mean for in the last like couple weeks i don't know what is in the water right now the last couple weeks i have been seeing tons and tons of people online saying uh oh well if you're shooting at Easton, you need a 340, but if you're shooting at Gold Tip, you need a 300. I'm like, no, no, so like spine is spine. Like mm-hmm. it is what it is. It's a deflection rating. For those for those who don't know, spine is just a deflection rating. If it's a 300 spine, it means it moves three tenths of an inch when you have what is it 1.96 pounds uh, on on the center when it's straddled 28 inches from side to side. So and 300, you know. 250 is a quarter inch, it's 0.25, 300 is 3 tenths, 0.30, 340 is 0.340 inches, like that's that's what spine means, mm-hmm. and and people just like don't want to believe me when I'm like, no, it doesn't matter what brand you're shooting, what's up, Blaine? Um, one co- another common mistake I still see, even today, is a lot, well, especially with really, really new people to archery, is they will sometimes um, be confused with this the spine um, spline. It's the spline, spline of the arrow. Yeah. No, but they think that say a three forty means three hundred and forty grains. Yes, all the time. That's a big see one. That all the time. Mm-hmm. Isaac, do you get that much? Um, nah. It's it, that's good. It's not as much as it used I, to. Be. I hope people have watched your videos enough to know that it's not a not right. a grain See, waiting. And that's the weight. thing is typically when people reach out, it's because they watch the video and typic. I mean, every video it seems like we mention spines, so they kind of figure it out mm-hmm. type of thing. Yep. But I, right. I, I do see it online. Definitely. Not I uncommon. I've only seen it with uh, like extremely new archers. Like yeah. they just picked up a bow that week. 
What I feel bad time. is when they make that mistake and then everyone just grinds them into the I ground. Know. It's just like mm-hmm. pounds them and is like, you know yep. nothing. You're an idiot. It's like, oh my god, yeah. chill, dude. Just tell them. Yep. Yeah. Just not, tell them. Yep. You're all not there help, once. Not help, I used to be not there. Helping the cause. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Ah, I was there yeah. once too. Not. Yeah. Not helping the cause for sure. That's. I mean, you know, Blaine, I, I would agree with you that normally it's new, new guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many conversations I've had with guys that can't get a certain arrow to tune or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. And I'll make a recommendation to switch their arrow spine to, you know, something stiffer. Most of the time it's because they need something stiffer and they just don't know it. Right. And, you know, the automatically automatic reply is oh, I've been been in archery for 50 years and mm-hmm. yeah you know i know i know what i'm doing I, I own a shop and then and then they come back you know a day or two later oh i shot a stiffer spine it seemed i don't to, mean to be blatantly everything. rude but i find it i find it odd here in stevens point and for anyone that might not know i go to college in stevens point wisconsin if you know the area if there's just that odd chance that you're listening and you're in the area there's a particular shop that I do not film at that the owner has been in archery forever and could not get his Matthews to tune after getting new limbs. He replaced cams, replaced strings, had a top hat kit sent to him, could not get it to tune, and I couldn't say a thing to him. It was not <laughs> my place, but I knew that all he had to do was move his rest to 13 16 <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he kept taking that Move thing apart kept taking it apart because he eyeballed it and he swore on his life it was it was center shot and it was not Ugh. and that stuff just to... kills me it's mm-hmm. like uh all the credibility just got washed right there i understand mm-hmm. it's like you know Old age can can affect like how good you're seeing. I get it, but okay, he's not that old. Like, he, you, mm-hmm. you can see, he's just <laughs> not yeah. paying attention, so, and that just makes right. me so worried. And that's right. another yeah. another reason why on the channel we try and make it so that guys have, at, you know, can see us using equipment that's sustainable for someone to be at home and use. Mm-hmm. And I hate to yep. say it, but get away from pro shops. I I hate that. I have to say it that way. And, but the fact of it is, it's or, with or, anything. Or find a find a pro shop that that you can find a pro shop that knows what they're doing, or you can continue to to support the pro shop community by finding these quote unquote online pro shops. Guys like Rob, who right. work at a pro shop, who run a pro shop, they just happen to have a larger online presence than they do, you know, local. Rob Rob has a pretty big local presence as well. But right. you know, there are there are some competent techs in my area. But would I send my bow or arrows to be built to any of them before I paid, you know, sixty dollars to ship my bow to Rob? Nope. The thing Wouldn't is, is I, I, like I said, I don't want to be completely rude, and I, I love the idea of the small business. I love the idea of supporting local business. I want people to do that, but it's mm-hmm. just yeah. really tough when it means so much. I'm going mm-hmm. on a hunt. It's limited time in the woods. It's equipment's on the line. I have to have it perfect because that's mm-hmm. just how I am. And I just don't trust anyone but myself. So for yep. those people that are like-minded, that's what we highlight is what can you buy to allow yourself to have sustainability in terms of how how well you want things tuned and how you want 
just how you want things to go, how you want your equipment to be. It, it should be a sustainable thing. Yes, mm-hmm. when I buy arrows, I am able to tune them. I'm able to cut them and make them perform how I want. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yep. it, and it's sad because it's like that because of the incompetence that people see when they go into some pro shops. Now, there are some yep. great shops out there. The, one of yep. them that we go to in Stevens Point is fantastic. I'd recommend them to anyone. Top Gun Archery. It's it's in our videos. Mm-hmm. Roland is the guy yeah, that's good dudes. Yeah, it, Roland's the guy that runs it and he knows everything. He he just mm-hmm. backs up everything that we do on that channel. Any any video we do, he's like, Yup, I agree, and he allows us to film there. Great guy. That's someone that I would hate for things to go consumer direct because it'd put him out of business. It would suck. But yep. things are yep. going consumer direct because now the consumers somehow know more than the sellers. Mm-hmm. Because yep. that's yep. because of the issue. resources online. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. driven TV is part partial to blame. It's yeah, blame us too. I hate right. it, but it's just what it is. It's it is what it is. Yep. I mean, if the boot they've... fits, I'm sorry for anyone listening. If the boot fits, wear it. But mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, you know, I know several. I'm I'm good friends with a couple pro shop owners locally, and. I've seen a couple, like one of my very best friends actually had a bow shop and it failed because people were going online. But uh, at the same time, you know, I mean, if you don't know what you're talking about, and he he knew pretty, I mean, he was pretty competent, you know, guy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, if you don't know what you are talking about, people, people are going to catch on to that at some point. And, uh, and that's what the media is doing right elsewhere. now is it's kind of allowing mm-hmm. people to walk into those places and call them out like, hey, mm-hmm. you're not you're not taking this attention to detail. The other thing I should address yep. just to really not make it seem like I'm just trying to be rude. Right. Pro shops just don't have the time. They don't have that's the time to take all of all of the steps to make sure that every single person and plus every single person isn't able to bear shaft tune i'll just put that out there for an example yep. like mm-hmm. not yeah. everyone is up yeah, to they the don't, skill they don't have the form yeah yep. so yep. it's just Absolutely. tough you know it the best advice I, I i've i get some questions on social media about that i i've had one person attack me the best thing i can say is support them how you can if you can buy arrows mm-hmm. to them mm-hmm. do it if you can just go there right. and shoot at the range to to help give them some money do it and if you have mm-hmm. if you if you know your stuff if, like if you truly know your stuff, not egotistically, if you truly know your stuff, ask if mm-hmm. you can lend a hand when you're there. Get involved because yep. mm-hmm. that's the best way to keep yep. those places open. Because that's that's I've what done we've that done several times. That's what we've done at that shop in in Wisconsin, Top Gun. He doesn't need the help. He knows just as much as we do, but it allows us to take more time with customers mm-hmm. and, right. and help people out. So for anyone that might have listened and been like, "Wow, these guys are kind of rude to it," well. Mm-hmm. You know, you're guilty too if you're not getting involved, if you're not trying to find a way to, to help educate other people. And it, exactly. it does not just on the yeah. high momentum, heavyweight, you know, stuff. It's it's just tuning in general. No matter what your arrow weight is, yep. it should be tuned. So if you know about tuning, yep, you should absolutely. be providing a hand to those local shops so that they can help everyone else help everyone else. It's mm-hmm. it's that ripple yeah. effect. You know, provide yeah, a lending hand. Couldn't couldn't agree more. Yep, yep. absolutely. I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I've you know, I, I know Blaine was saying that he's he's kind of in that situation, and I I think all of us here probably have. You know, we've been been in the shop, uh, you know, 
we're mm-hmm. doing something or, uh, you know, we're the shop owner, you know, whoever the tech is, is helping, helping someone else. Another customer walks in and they're, you know, they're looking at stuff and, you know, as a, as a knowledgeable archer and someone who, especially when you start getting into the tuning portion, like that's, that is the time. If you want to see your local shop succeed, like, like step up mm-hmm. like that, that is, that's the time to, to do it for sure. Yeah. And I, I understand I some, I, some shop owners might not take to it very well. Uh, it seems like something with sure, archery sure, is yeah. anytime you correct someone, it's like you're stepping on their toes, but really mm-hmm. we're all on the same team. It's time to get over that. It's time to just allow people to help us yep. and, and expand the knowledge. I, I've learned stuff from guys, even at pro shops, stuff that I'm like, I, I swear I had it, it squared, squared away, but oh, this one particular situation meant that this particular thing had to be this particular way. Anyone mm-hmm. can learn from anyone right. at any time. We just have to have an open yep. mind about it all. So, mm-hmm. for sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, so oh, you were talking. Oh no, you you can go ahead. I was gonna segue into one of our our next uh, oh. questions. I was just gonna say really quick. Uh, another way to get involved with helping people is at your local archery club or archery range. You know, there's always yeah. there's always new people yeah. there that don't know what they're doing necessarily um i know i've helped well actually one particular guy um that's a fairly new trad shooter um Mm -hmm. at our local club i've been helping him every monday night so with just with form and arrow tuning and stuff like that suggestions and so much more to the uh, divide uh that people make it seem like there is online you either shoot heavy or you shoot light there's so much more to that Mm-hmm. divide it doesn't have to oh, be yeah. that way Absolutely. everyone can just mm-hmm. uh assist where it's needed help archery is yep. a dying sport like i i don't know i don't know all the statistics some some people can come with me at stats I, whatever but it is like younger kids i see it all the time in the classroom i ask kids what are you involved in they're involved in Fortnite. people they're involved in playing <laughs> video games that's what they're involved in no one is going outside yep. walking the woods with a longbow anymore and shooting at random right. stuff I used to take a bow right. out and just shoot at trees, like whatever, past time. Mm-hmm. That's not the case anymore. So if you have right. younger people uh, that need help, just even if you don't know, if there's something that you do know that they don't share it, <laughs> you know, like you Absolutely. said, Blaine, local, local shops is the best spot to do that. So although we did say, oh, local shops, they, they're not providing the service we want. Okay, think of it in a different way. That's your social community. That's where you get each others. Yep. So absolutely. I know we mm-hmm. kinda we kinda dished on a little bit, but there is ways that they're extremely useful. We don't want them to go out of business. Uh, I'll just no. I'll just yeah, end oh, it absolutely. with that. We don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there's been there's been a couple of uh new shops and ranges that have popped up in uh in the Kansas City area in the last couple couple i mean hell even the last couple months the last two years i think there's been like three or four new shops that have popped up Mm -hmm. uh and i i think they're doing okay Uh, i think they're doing well uh but you know uh, fingers fingers crossed things things stay that way and you know like 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 isaac said i i try and i try and support them in in things i can you know i'll try and i'll buy like you know field tips for my wife you know for that where i don't need a 200 or 300 (laughs) crane field tip uh, only need like a 150 or 145 or something like that. I'll buy those from them. Uh, you know, peeps, you know, small peripheral stuff. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I don't, I certainly don't mind paying, 
paying more to buy it locally so that I can I can go down to the archery shop on a Saturday morning and, you know, shoot the shit with people Definitely. instead of uh, and instead of, you know, getting it for, you know, 20, 30 bucks cheaper online mm-hmm. uh, uh, used or consumer direct or something like mm-hmm. that. I always, you know, I always right. do try and do that. But speaking of quality equipment and trying to get quality equipment from these local shops. What are you going to run this year, Isaac? I know you've been kind of messing around with a few few different things. Oh, what are you going to run for your uh, arrow setup? Are you and what uh, what bow are you going to shoot the bob this year? Oh, you know I got to stick with the bob, the bob league. <laughs> for those that don't know, I I am obsessed with a bow that's been handed down to me from my dad. The one that he shot the bear with, the one that he shot just. Oh, about, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, just about all of his traditional kills have been with his custom. Bob Lee signature. It's sixty-five pounds at thirty inches, so I draw about sixty pounds. Uh, it's a heavy bow. You got to be a man, yeah. Matt. Got to be a man. <laughs> hey, I just... My uh, my backwoods draws fifty. It peaks at fifty-four and a half. Yeah. fifty-five. And, and really, it's it's whatever you're comfortable with. That mm-hmm. you you have a lot more tug right away. Mine is mine yes. is all in the back. Yes, Yours is all in the front. But for oh, the yeah. sake of speaking on the Bob Lee, I. Uh, definitely going to be running that again i just love how heavy the riser is provides Mm -hmm. nice stable hold it's quiet yeah that that bow at 60 pounds is quiet more quiet than uh, a particular long bow i have at 43 pounds or 40 i don't even know the the writing sloppy i did a video with it though that bob Mm -hmm. lee at 60 pounds is more quiet than that bow at 43 which is just crazy but Whoa. I don't blame it. The bow is just tuned right in the way it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think I'm going to be running 650, 650 grains with the 320 Grizzly Stick TDTs and mm-hmm. 200 grain points. I'm just going to keep sliding that through animals. Just going to keep nice. it rolling. Are you running uh, You running that full length on a 320? Uh, I think I cut an inch off Maybe the back. St- Slightly, slightly trimmed. Yeah, okay. cut an inch yeah, off nice. the back just to make sure I had the thickest wall I could up front. So I got sure, a bunch of brass nice. in there too. Uh, I got seventy grains of brass connected to that seventy grain insert outsert nice. that they have. Um, hey Isaac, so what is that bobbly made out of? Is it? Uh, I want to say they they use. I'm micarta? super bad with woods. I'm super bad with woods, but mm-hmm. yes, like bobbly's incorporate micarta into yep. their risers which is that's what's why making it's so it nice so and dense. heavy yep yep so dense and nice i i don't know when but i will be getting another one and i'm looking at the heavyweight just so mm-hmm. that i can have that heavier riser and i think i want to get some longbow limbs and Very i'm nice. thinking africa bow so uh right. oh. my, my dream hunt my dream hunt is a giraffe it's my girlfriend's favorite animal so although she might not want that in she might not want that in the living room but i'm going to do it for her i'm going to get a giraffe for the living room at some point in our lives it's only like three grand i mean seriously man i didn't know how cheap you can get a giraffe it's It's wild that it's it's not that much no and it getting getting it back is asinine oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, when I, a buddy of mine just went to, uh, um, South Africa, actually for, not for hunting. He went there for, uh, some type of mission trip, I believe. And he was able to eat giraffe while he was there. And he said it was awesome. Well, I would delicious. think it's all sorts of tender. Oh, can right. you imagine the yeah. neck meat off that? <laughs> oh, dude. Get like 
like 12 foot long back straps that go like from its back all the way up its neck that'd no be, kidding so yeah that was awesome giraffe would be my if anyone was secretly wondering what would my dream animal be i think it's a giraffe and then okay i i so yeah, i would use the so bob an, lee so, on that mm-hmm. okay yeah i was gonna say so answer answer me this like what what would you change about your current setup if you were going to go if you were going to go hunt a giraffe i would go a heavier bow and i would go with a 1250 setup i say that just because that's like kind of the tembo package i would i would be really heavy i would be super heavy yeah you know over a thousand grains because if you talk to any african guides and i'm friends with a few anytime i talk to them about it it's giraffes would be It'd be the, called the big six if they would charge, mm-hmm. but they don't charge. Yeah. They're just big, yeah. burly animals. And right. they're, they're huge. huge. So I think that I would want to have the biggest, baddest setup I could. And I can't think of anything better for myself than to have a Bob Lee heavyweight, 80-some pounds, rocking 1,000-plus <clears> <throat> green arrows with that new 315 My Alaskan up front. Wouldn't that just mm-hmm. be dirty? Ooh, That'd be, nice. that'd be dirty. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again quietly. <laughs> oh, man, that that Al- that Alaskan looks sick. Hey, I'm gonna get I'm, some. I'm do you have some head. yet, Isaac? I do not. Oh, okay. Well, they don't they oh, don't I've, drop till if, March 17th or something like that, right? Oh, I was gonna right. say if 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 Isaac has some and I don't because <laughs> I have been pestering Todd and Garrett like for the last <laughs> month. I've been like, yo give me some of these broadheads right now. And they're like, no, Matt, we're not doing that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fine. Well, so if Isaac had some and I didn't, I would be upset. I still have yeah, those Nanooks, so it's going to be tough for me to think I want to buy some Alaskans when I got the Nanooks. Right. Yeah. I mean, still, though. I know, like, but well, with how slow my arrows go, the vents don't make noise, so yeah true right, if right. you have a um, compound i could see wanting to run to run the alaskan sure. series for sure right yeah yeah so both yourself matt and i both grabbed some of those um factory second blemished uh oh the ashby's the ashby's yep. those things i will say isaac so they're not sharpened but just that razor edge i can shave with it yeah like so completely i think they're supposed like, to technically be sharp out of the package they say hunt sharp i think these but they these are the factory seconds on. though right oh no these are factory seconds so they haven't even been sharpened oh did they say that yeah yep oh okay. yeah yep. yeah they said on there they're oh, just okay, interesting. they they're unsharpened they're just that's you know yeah look at that unfinished thing. edge okay okay but i can literally shave with them still yeah, and with I don't the, know if you can. Now. I'll say with the Ashby's too. Yeah, it's it's ta- it's taken off some hair. It's not a ton, but See, it is. I it was is, is I was like off. popping hairs with mine, and they're yeah. yeah. I haven't touched them. <laughs> like it's pretty insane. Yeah, the the Ashby's okay. are great. Oh, yeah. I will say though, I think with those seconds, the tempering is pretty high on them. So okay. if you do any stress testing, things could crack, and that's part of why mm-hmm. the price is so low. I think mm-hmm. we did see a picture of that from. From someone, I, I think I had one sent to me where I saw that mm-hmm. I had it right. broken. And, and I don't, it was I don't expect, you know, extreme yeah. excellence out of them because they are factory seconds. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot a 300 green broadhead at a turkey just because I can. So, so am I. <laughs> that, um, that's my plan. I'm gonna run. I know you kind of. I mean, you definitely. You don't. You're not a huge, huge fan of micro diameters, Isaac. Myself, I'm not. But think. you know, right. if you have the right setup, I think you do. You run Valkyrie, right? 
Yep. Yeah, so that'd be the only thing green. I really approve of. I think the Valkyrie yep. is a good setup. But what were you saying? Same here. Um, yeah, so I'm going to run the 300 grain Jager nice. with the stainless center pin sleeve. Nice. 655 grains on these uh, Black Eagle Deep Impacts. There you Ooh. go. Nice thick wall on them for a micro, and they are hitting hitting hard. So That's what we want. Be. Hey, if yep. it's no reason to get too picky. If it's money, it's money. Go hunt. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. I have, so I have those tuned to my Centaur Longbow, and I also have some of these sweet uh, Momentum TDT 400s tuned up to it, too. Speaking of Centaur. Yeah. I know I know you saw them, Blaine. Yep. Uh, Isaac, did you see Centaur's new Super Limb that they're going to make? I have not, but you guys are going to hate yeah. on me. I don't think I like Super Limb recurves. <laughs> it's okay no one no one's perfect i'm i don't know i've oh. never shot one so i honestly can't say either way oh they're dope hey oh i think you're you're what you're a tw- you're 28 right 28 27 and a half something like that uh i when it, when i extend my back correctly and i have a good draw we've measured it out to 28 mm-hmm. okay so when i get uh uh I'm, I'm getting a new another set of limbs from from sam uh that are probably going to be a little bit heavier so they'll probably be up there where where you're used to uh when we get together remember i'm left-handed oh dang it well i knew where you're going well go buy a left okay so so is your well is your uh um is your ilf or is your bobbly ilf or is it just a takedown no it's it's just bobbly compatible (sighs) that's it okay i'm gonna buy a (laughs) left-handed riser you know what i've been meaning to anyway because why? so what what the heck no l- listen hear me out hear me out so my wife is uh left-handed um but when we got her in archery i was like 99 percent sure that she was right eye dominant and it's kind of what happened with you i want to talk about that yeah. in a second but okay uh i was 99 percent sure she was right eye dominant so we bought her a right-handed bow and like the and that happened like right when we got married uh so then like the longer she shot the more i saw her like like pressing her head like really hard against the string and it's because she was trying to see with her left eye with her dominant eye Ah. so i'm pretty sure that she's actually left eye dominant so i'm going to buy a left-handed ilf riser and then uh when we get together i'll I'll let you shoot these super limbs and see what you think about oh boy okay i i will I will be excited for that. Let me let me say why. In case anyone's curious and why I don't like them, this is why. It's because you typically have to go with a lot higher spine, and although that's great for shaft yes. thickness, shaft wall, true. and integrity, sucks. it's, sucks it's front and really tough for FOC. And yep. for those that want to walk down that that uh, you know the the draw weight on things, yeah, okay. So you'll be using a. You could use a 45-pound bow, but now all of a sudden out of a 45-pound bow, you need a 300 spine, and then you don't want it that heavy because it's only a 45-pound bow, Mm -hmm. and for those that don't know kind of how I function with that, I I always say the arrow weight is game-dependent for penetration, and the draw weight is going to be your range because when we work Mm -hmm. with grain per inch and things like that, we always, I just always say, okay, don't sit at 10, don't say 8, go with what feels comfortable. I always say shoot the shoot the heaviest arrow with the high FF, highest FOC that has the trajectory that you're most comfortable with. So mm-hmm. if you yep. take a super limb bow, now we're just walking down our FOC for what our total arrow weight is. And now that's yep. hurting the lower draw weight 
individuals. However, mm-hmm. if you're talking a heavy, heavy bow, I'm sure I could suck it up and and like like a super a super curve because I can get that FOC over that twenty, probably closer to the twenty five percent. Run a yep. lot heavier spine, cut it down even further. Yeah, that's kind of the so. Yeah, that's that's kind of the the catch twenty two with it is if you can just jump one spine instead of two, and trim the crap out of it, then you could end up like it being about a wash on front and center. But Mm -hmm. I I I hear what you're saying because on on mine when I went from a four hundred to these three forties or not three forties three twenties, my front and center went from twenty seven like twenty seven and a half percent to like just over 24 uh and and before like i was trying to crack 30 uh and i I just i couldn't get there with wanting to uh wanting to stay with my my lightweight arrows of 650 grains uh (laughs) so (laughs) light lightweight uh so um yeah but if i needed to um i could probably trim these I would I would say I could probably trim these by like an inch or so, and I might be able to bump my front of center a little bit. I know the TDTs are kind of unique because the, uh, the I would want to keep the total weight at 650, so then I would end up adding some brass, and that would kind of like offset yep. it. Uh, but yeah, it uh it it could work out. But yeah, I'm having Sam build me some uh some heavier limbs that yeah. I, I said they uh, look good. I said ma- I said make me some make me some limbs that I could shoot at critters that are trying to eat me. And he said okay. and see they look great that's part of the reason why i like my i would say moderate weight long bows and recurves around that 50 pound mark um yeah because i can it's still putting out enough speed for me at my 28 and a half 29 inch draw length that i can shoot i'm i'm comfortable with heck these uh tdt's actually tuned out of that centaur that is 48 pounds at 28 and so i draw it just a hair over that you know so sam yeah. sam right at 50 pounds um this tune full length with man i want to say one brass uh brass weight in the back of my insert outsert so what would that be that's a 50 grain. 20 grainer probably oh a 50 grainer yep 50 grainer. So you got you got one 120 up yep. front on your plus, insert and brass. plus a 300 grain point and that tuned Oof. beautifully there you go somehow my word and I, 420 up front yep and i came out Gracious at me. 725 and i'm Oof. i'm pretty comfortable with that my point on is because i'm a gap shooter um my yep. my point on did drop <laughs> substantially uh almost yeah. in half from my Oof. 640 grain arrows, um, 640 grain arrows out of that same bow, I was at, um, I was at, uh, let's see, 37 yards point on. Okay, well, we just had a bit of a technical hiccup. Uh, <laughs> here, that's that's what you're getting, people. We uh, not a high budget <laughs> um, production here. <laughs> Uh, running off Discord because it's free, and we thought we liked it, but now we don't. So now, now we're ditching Discord too, and I'm gonna have to spend money, which I don't want to, but we're going to. Um, so we were talking <laughs> about we were talking about Blaine's uh, um, TDTs uh, beforehand. TDTs, segue time. TDTs are nice gear yeah. that I believe uh, are 
sold by a company that truly has the hunter in mind being grizzly stick uh i don't i don't think uh i don't think grizzly stick sells uh bs to their customers a lot of a lot of people you know it's really funny it's really i'm gonna mention this real quick there was a guy on one of the trag community pages that was just giving people the sixth degree about them shoot like them like you know being in ashby bible thumpers or whatever when really like ashby hadn't even been mentioned though i think the first time ashby was mentioned was uh, when he asked like what gr- what weight i shot or something like that and i said 650 grains <laughs> he said why and i said because somebody did 30 years of tests that told me that 650 grains is kind of an important number and he was like, oh, yeah, like, th- there, there's the Ashby Bible something that, that you know, you were doing. And I'm like, well, oh, I, don't, I don't think so. But anyway, then he was building these wooden arrows, and he said he wanted tapered wooden arrows because they were heavier. And I gave him some <laughs> flack for it, and I was like, hey, just FYI, you're hitting, like, six of the 12 factors by using these tapered wooden arrows uh that that ashby talked about that you hate so much so he didn't he didn't really care for that but (laughs) grizzly stick uh um sells sells a good product for sure i think they're they're probably the best uh out of the box product that you can buy for for an arrow as far as durability goes uh, uh, on 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 the market right now um but uh as we know and especially i'm sure limb driven gets all sorts of all sorts of questions and uh comments uh, especially on youtube uh so what what do you see in the archery industry right now that just like aggravates the crap out of you that that uh, even maybe a particular brand or show or something is pushing that is just like not true mine is a concept and it, it it's two things that go hand in hand one is flies like a field point and the other (laughs) the other thing that kind of coincides with that is having a bow super tuned so that things do fly like a field point they kind of go hand in hand i i just cannot stand it i'm like it's why is it blowing on it why is it a super tune it's a normal tune right that's what everyone does right tuning (laughs) should be tuned tuned is tuned yeah, there doesn't need to be an extra emphasis. It's super extra awesome. Like, it, it doesn't need that. You don't need yeah. all the extra language, and we don't need to act like yeah. anyone's doing anything else that's super special. It's mm-hmm. it, There should be a standard uh, that guys should want to reach when you've reached the sure. level to allow you to do so, and and it's tuned. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, it's absolutely. Tuned. Well, and then you, and, but, if things are tuned, guess what? everything flies like a field point if you're able to match match so the broadhead true. weight to your point weight and you know what it's kind of it's kind of funny how people don't quite grasp that like it's until you show like i've had to show two different people now how you know a bear shaft like they didn't believe me that if i shot a bear shaft and then i shot a flat shaft with a big broadhead that it would fly good like they just couldn't quite comprehend that so i just think that's kind of interesting sometimes you have to actually show people like visually and And i have uh, no problem with guys that are the like more data driven and outcome driven and they want to see 
that's why we have a YouTube channel, right? You know, it's and see, to that's, show you the video. And that's me. I don't have an issue with that, right. but to some point, it's like, dude, I've I've shown you how many times there are mm-hmm. still guys that you can show them and show them and show them, and it's mm-hmm. it doesn't work that way for me. Right. I'm sorry, you're not that special. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just yeah. kind of there's no other way to put it. It's it's mm-hmm. again, it's kind of blatant rudeness is the way it comes off, but. You're not that special. Yeah. You're not any different than yeah. any of us. We're all enjoying the same no. sport. Tuned is tuned. Yep, yep. Exactly. Well, I will say, and this goes back to uh, n- not trying to drag the local shops, but something like when I see Super Tune, at, at, and even at local shops, it's like, you know, $120 to have it Super Tuned. Like, and that's fine. Like, let me preface this with if I was someone who didn't have access to tuning tools, and somebody said, I will bear shaft tune your bow if you are a good enough shooter for $100. You should pay that every single time. Absolutely. Because, uh, because that is, that's how you get good arrow flight is bear shaft tuning. But point being, I see all these local shops that are, you know, uh, we never let a bow leave unless it's 100% tuned. And they show a picture of a, uh, <clears throat> of a piece of paper with a bolt hole in it. And I'm like, a fletched, that's a like, fletched that's step, arrow yeah, a fletched ball. one at that. Yeah. Right. I'm like, man, that's like step one. Like, and it's really just a reference. Honestly, I, and, I skipped that step one. <laughs> right. You, you can, if, if you're, I, I if you get your rest at, if you get your rest at center shot, I mean, yeah, you can skip straight to, if you want to, you know, skip right to, you know, going back 10 yards and bear shaft mm-hmm. tuning. Uh, and making whatever adjustments you want, you you can probably do that. Right. You know, I, I try and start it a, a little bit uh, a little bit earlier just to make my uh, you know my macro adjustments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, as long but, as you know uh, that you know, things are good, you don't have cam leans, you don't have to adjust shims or yokes for right, as far yeah. as compounds yep. go. Yeah, I, yeah. like uh, Garen's bow, he has a compound and a and a long bow with his compound. For the sake of videos, we start close, and we'll mm-hmm. actually put the bow in the press and twist twist things to show different outcomes that way we can talk about if this is Mm -hmm. happening you know make this adjustment but like right Right. we changed his strings we changed his strings in a video and we took out visible cam lean so that we could see that everything lined up and Mm -hmm. then uh the video was done that's all we were doing so we were going to do a tuning video after that just that we had you know two normal length videos instead of one like 15 minute one like no one watches that so we wanted to just break it up into two well just for fun, first shot with the new string was a bear shaft through paper, and it was a bullet hole. And it was mm-hmm. like, yep, yeah, okay. Next time someone tells me I don't know what I'm doing, I'm <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. just, like, just tie an anchor to my ankle, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, it, it, it does aggravate me when I see super tune, and I'm like, man, like, every bow should be tuned like this. There is no, yeah. there's nothing super about this. Right. Uh, there should um, be nothing but, but, less than right but this perpetuates this like you know this weird notion that if a bow is paper tuned then it's tuned and all the all the time i get guys you know oh, I, I can't shoot a like uh you know that flies like a field point no oh, this broadhead doesn't fly like a field point like <laughs> I, I it doesn't it doesn't on my bow my bow's tuned and you ask them about their tuning process and it's paper tuned yeah, it's like well, that's, that doesn't mean the bow's tuned. It doesn't mean the arrow's tuned. Well, it just means you shot it through paper. Right. Uh, and and like I've mentioned a hundred times, I've shot bows through paper that uh, you know it'll have a slight tear. It's not an excessive tear, but it'll have a slight tear where people might say, oh, that needs to be changed. 
But then when you look at bear shaft flight at 10, 20, 30 yards, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. And when I screw a broadhead on, it hits with my field point. Yeah. So I don't know what else to tell people. Um, like my, my, my flight is fine. Yeah, the paper tune isn't quote unquote perfect, but mm -hmm. if, if the flight's there and it's hitting, if broadheads are hitting with field points, then your bow's tuned. Mm -hmm. That's the end of it. Exactly. Um, one, actually, my situation with this Centaur, it's the only bow I actually have two different arrows tuned to it. But that is a perfect example of bear shaft tuning working because I'm shooting two vastly different setups. One being a micro diameter with, you know, one being a micro and one being a 204, one being tapered, one being not, out of the same exact bow. Yeah. And they both fly perfectly. I can bear shaft, they, they impact straight, also they group perfectly out to as far as I can shoot. Yeah. Same same exact bow, same nothing changes except for my bear shaft tune and I cut to tune. Um so they're both like and that's another thing um I don't know what I I believe you prefer um Isaac, you prefer to cut to tune rather than using changing point weight for the most part if you can. I always just have guys uh, use a point weight that's going to get them as close to perfect mm -hmm. as possible, but never on the stiff side of, yep. of being close. I always mm -hmm. want them yep. on the weak side of being close, yep. and Same then we can start to cut a little bit to make it perfect. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I always because... say, it depends on, you know, there's a lot of technicalities with things. Oh, yeah. I know you're talking about a centaur, so that's trad. Yep. But trad, yep. depending on your center shot, it'll... Yep. It'll determine whether you can bear shaft to be perfect or bear shaft just a shy weak yep. in order to, when you put fletchings on so that you don't end up bumping off your shelf. Mm -hmm. I, oh, I should make a video on that. Just have to yeah, write that down. <laughs> make a video a on that. But, <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, Typically. We, we have, uh, we have, we have an, uh, a segment on this show not quite named yet that's called uh, um, episode idea. So when, <laughs> when we when we have an episode idea, we stop and we call it out so yeah. there you go there's, so, there's your, there's there's your video idea yeah that's my video idea and so for that it you know with bows that are center shot or cut past center mm -hmm. you know like my bob lee is cut, cut an eighth inch past center i can get away with a perfect bear shaft and then i can use that perfect bear shaft tune to tell me how well i am shooting mm -hmm. uh, i know like on my facebook you could scroll through i have some pictures of groups at 20 yards of all my bear shafts pretty much touching yep. and yep. it's like okay like i know i'm executing my shots well then whereas mm -hmm. if you have like a hill style longbow you have a tiny shelf you yeah. can't do it tiny perfect shelf, all yeah. the time right uh you might have some setups that work sometimes they don't mm -hmm. kind of brace height dependent there's a lot of factors but most time i tell guys just go out to 10 yards instead of 20 so that yep. at 20 it is just a smidge weak and then it doesn't bounce off yeah so that's exactly. part of why you could have like different setups with different bows and you can have a setup that's tuned perfectly for a 65 pound, uh, you know, recurve. Uh, mm -hmm. And then it also works for a 45 pound recurve. And you're like, how? And it's like, mm -hmm. it's cut past center. But yep, then you can exactly. have, yeah, but yep. gosh, all these, the all these factors is why it's so hard when guys yeah. message me and they go, what spine yep. do I need? I'm like, oh God. Yep. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, <laughs> Half the that time, I've I've asked areas. guys, you know, I've I will I, you're way more brave than me trying to recommend spines for for trad bows because I just tell guys like there's too many factors like you just need to buy, 
one of a couple different spines and figure it out for yourself. But yeah, uh, yeah I, half the time I'll ask people, uh, you know, like what's you know what's your center shot? Mm-hmm. Is it is it is it cut to is it cut to center? Is it cut an eighth inch past an eighth inch before? And they're like, uh, I I don't know. Yeah, like, well, like you need you need center shot. You need string material. You need to know if they have puffs. Yeah. You know what their brace height is. And you know yep. their draw length. How long are your limbs? So I can tell how yep. much working limb you have. Yep. How what yep. you know? What's the weight? Gosh, there's so many factors. Point weight. Uh, yeah. Even what's, what do you want brass, for point yeah. weight? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What's your goal? How long's your insert? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How much of how much of your point weight's a foot or external or internal? Right. Yeah. There's yeah. brass. There's literally, uh, if 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 we added it up, I would not doubt for a second that there are over fifty things that could dictate what spine you need. Like mm-hmm. would not even would not even hesitate. There's probably damn near fifty. Yeah, men. for trad right. and then for compound, I'm yeah. like two fifty. You're like what? Yeah, I use a sixty <laughs> yep. pound bow and I have two, a twenty seven inch draw. Two fifty. Yep. Yep. Okay, yep. two fifty. <laughs> two fifty. Two fifty. Two fifty. Stack that weight, bro. Yep. Stack that weight. Yeah. Yep. You can you can make a two fifty spine work on just about just everyone. About yeah. yeah. I, you know, you get some I'd knock say, low uh, readings, a little stiff, but when you put fletchings on, it, they don't yep. care. Yeah. Yeah, my, even I've shot a 250 out of my wife's bow, which is like a 47 at 26, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and and it's still bare shafts fine. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, yeah, little like a little knock low, but when you put fletchings on it, like completely fine, no no issues. And like out of all bows, if a 250 wouldn't work, it would be that one. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, so. To wrap this guy up, because I know we've we've taken a lot of your time. You're you're doing a student teaching right now, right? Yeah, student teaching. Yep, I'm in the middle yeah, of that. So mm. I won't uh I won't, I won't keep you up too late. I know we're 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 kind of encroaching on uh, the wee hours of the night. No, we got two more okay. questions for you. We got All two right, more questions for you that I that I kind of want to uh, wrap this guy up with. Just to uh, I I think this would be the most appropriate questions to ask for our our first guest that has been here with us from the beginning. Uh, um, so question number one. What makes you the most excited about this quote unquote like high momentum movement? Uh, I, I I don't I don't like to call it the heavy arrow movement because it's not it's not quite that. I don't I don't but the quality component movement isn't as catchy. High momentum sounds cool and I kind of stealing that from <laughs> that old Facebook group. Uh, but, but, but this movement in general, you know, the movement that we're all, we're all kind of working on together. What, what makes you, what makes you the most excited about what you're seeing with this? I think it's just having more lethal setups out there. And it's important to note that bow hunting is under fire in a lot of different ways. And I know that it's tough to get your hands on data that talks about wounded loss rates. There's a few guys though, that I've contacted that can get their hands on data to talk about wounded loss rates and yep this type of movement that's going to emphasize having things tuned making sure you're getting two holes and and all this science and and all the stuff that everyone says that oh you're just you're you're too far into it you're all you do is sit on the couch and calculate arrows <laughs> okay i understand it seems that way but think about how many people we're helping and it creates this ripple effect and it's what's creating this kind of movement towards people having a higher attention to detail to their arrow setups and their bow setups, making sure that what they're using is compatible with what game they're pursuing and mm-hmm. making sure that they're lethal. It's it's protecting 
what we do have with bow hunting. It's helping oh, us I like, keep that. I like that. I like that. Keep name. it there and keep oh, it yes. so that people, it, we might all have kids. We want them to be able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's that type of thing. I know I get one of the, one of the questions that was skipped kind of on our little preface of, Hey, this is, these are the things we're going to talk about is most common comment. The most common comment is hate. The most common comment that we delete from our YouTube is, this is bullcrap, you're a commercial. Okay, I understand. I get it. But it's never been about just saying, use this equipment because I'm friends with right. the owners. It's never right. been about that. I don't, we pay for our stuff. We're just like you. Yep. We're a consumer base. We're, our yep. channel buys our stuff. I don't know what else to say. We, we do what we do because we want to protect the bow hunting community. It's in a little different way, yes. I'm not out there ranting and signing every petition for public land and marching and saying, protect the land we have. Yeah, okay, I could do more of that. But my contribution is to make sure guys are lethal, and we need people on both sides of that, Mm -hmm. both sides of of that fight to make sure that, yeah, we're keeping public lands, and we need to keep bow hunting. Because it's not just about keeping public lands. That's for bow hunters and rifle hunters. But sadly, there's a lot of rifle hunters that are against bow hunters. So... To some degree, yeah, we need people just flat out fighting for bow hunting itself. Mm-hmm. So that's what yeah. I think this movement means and what it represents. Because after all, that's why Ashby did all the research he did was to keep it open in Africa. Because he knew that if we could keep African hunting and you have that that pretty price, price tag, I know to some people you look at it, it's super expensive, but it's funding the protection of those animals. Mm-hmm. And you got to think Absolutely. of it the same way here in the U.S. We are we're trying to fund uh, our pastime and fund the protection of our animals as well. And if we can do a better job of doing that, we can assure ensure that other generations are going to be able to enjoy the same things we enjoy. Because the baby boomer population is they're they're starting to to pass they're, away. They're about and to go. Yep, yeah, they're about to and, go. absolutely. And that's going to decrease the amount of licenses that are being sold. I think that's a big reason why we're seeing so many licenses. Like, you know, the, the license count go down up, yeah. and the cost is going up and we need to preserve yep. that. So that is really just the biggest thing. Yeah. No I, uh, I, I, could, I couldn't agree more. Bravo. Claps, claps all around <laughs> that. Uh, uh, um, it's yeah. Uh, when, I mean, even when I look at the, like, if you, if you go to just about like any sports show, it's not people our age. It's boomers yeah uh you know it's guys that are our our father's ages that you know like my my dad is getting to starting to get to an age outside of a uh you know an injury that that he had like well i mean well but injuries are part of getting old i guess so i mean that 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 accounts for it but you know these these guys won't be able to shoot bows anymore right uh you know my my dad is at an age where he's he's gonna have to have a shoulder replacement here pretty soon he'll never be able to shoot a bow again uh and when you know, when when you go to the sports show and all of these guys are going to be picking up, uh, you know, crossbows or rifles or whatever else, then you know that's that's gonna that's gonna hurt the community. So yeah, Definitely. I'm I'm totally on board. You know, I uh, like I've mentioned in a, a previous podcast, I will I'll never pretend to understand the intricacies of of Western hunting and all the public land stuff. So like I don't yeah it's I don't tough. wade into it. I, I, yeah, it's way more complicated than than I. I will ever understand. Uh, so I, I don't tend to get into it very much, but kind of like you, like, this is what I know. This is what I understand. 
it's what I've dedicated time to to understanding. It's what I want to help people with. So this is you know this is my contribution to the community. Uh, you know, so I think we're we're cut from the same cloth on that. Yeah, yeah so. it would. And and with anything that is semi political, not to go down that rabbit hole, but I feel like it'd be a disservice for me to uh, to be an advocate for something I'm just not informed on. And yeah. with the public land stuff, it's really tough for me. I'm I'm part of backcountry hunters and anglers. You know, I, I donate where I can. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a part of all those groups that have to right. do with it. But it's tough for me to really, uh, you know, do anything that says, hey, I, I am part of this movement. Uh, I support it. I'm just not part of it. But this, uh, the high momentum movement, uh, guys being more lethal is, like you said, my contribution. That's what I can be involved in because that's yeah. what I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's what both of us, our podcast and your your content that's kind of what we're we're about and that's why we're here so exactly yeah, totally so to wrap this up and i initially this is a shout out to the drag geek guys because i really wanted to do a share a hunting story to conclude it but that's their thing so i'm not going to do that <laughs> but <laughs> i re- i really wanted to but that was that, that was some original content from them so i won't steal it but um, if you could tell someone, because you are specifically in this, in this industry and a lot of the guests we're going to have are, this might be the, the question that we start asking our guests. If you could tell someone who is getting into heavier, more lethal arrow setups, one thing, what would it be? I would say to give it time. Uh, I think, uh, with anything that I, I'd like to think that anyone's getting involved in that uh, they're finding a, a newfound passion or a new attention to detail or, uh, you know, it's it's something that they're enjoying more maybe than what they did before, diving into things a little bit deeper. I would say give it time. Give it time for the setup and for your equipment to show you its potential. And then give it time because you need time to develop in order to reach your potential with mm-hmm. that with that specific gear you're we're talking about a little bit more limited range a little more time of flight but a lot more room for error and a lot more success yeah. and i think it's just going to take time don't expect to make a setup when you're used to for a trad boat used to it <laughs> flying upwards of 200 feet per second and then hit the woods the next week with something that's around 160 don't mm-hmm. do if you're used to 300 three upwards of 340 for some guys feet per second with compound don't build something around 230 feet per second and hit the woods the next week give it time do it right the first time also i'm cheating i i just gave two pieces of advice give it time (laughs) and do it right the first time because ignorance isn't bliss ignorance is expensive that's what it is with with archery telling me it's not bliss it's expensive and i've spent a lot of money uh organizing and learning Uh, I spent a lot of years learning about what to do and what not to do. I, I've bombed thousand plus dollars on bows and equipment, buying, selling, trading, just to figure out what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. So give it time and research all you can. Reach out to people. Reach out to me. I'm, I'm on the Facebook page at Limb Driven TV. You have email to access me from YouTube. Uh, you can... You know, join Facebook groups. If you see me comment, I suggest you see me comment. Friend me on Facebook. Reach out like to people in general that might be 
having similar thoughts as you do about equipment and ask yeah. questions on how they did things because it's not about anyone using the same equipment I use or any any of the same equipment that you guys use on this mm-hmm. podcast. Like I said in the at the start, if you're if you're still listening, it's it's not about on our channel what we use. We're going to tell you that we like big boy archery targets because we love them. We're going to tell you about the the portable bow presses that we like and the arrows and the broadheads that we like because we trust that. And if you have equipment that you trust, use that. But if you're new, look into things and give it time. That's the best thing you could do because it's a lifelong journey with this bow hunting gig. It's a lifetime thing. So you're going to want to figure this stuff out and have success for years. It's not just a one-year thing. You don't just try it and pitch it. It's kind of a lifestyle, like you said, about caring more about the game that you're pursuing, decreasing that wounded loss, making sure you're successful, showing people how to have a passion for something. I think hobbies and passion are on the way out with the rise in video games and couch potato children. I can say that because I work with them. So don't (laughs) (laughs) I could say that. It's legal. I see them every day. And I tell them that. And they say, they say, shut up, Mr. Justice. You don't know. (laughs) I know what you do on the weekends. Yep. Play Fortnite. Yeah. So that's that's the really that's really the biggest advice. That if I if people could take three takeaways from the entire podcast, it really is that it's not about equipment. It's about preserving our right to bow hunt and have access to the land and then it's about finding finding it within yourself to have hobbies and passion and keep you moving that's really mm-hmm. the that's the biggest thing about our channel about i'm sure your podcast about bow hunting the community in general that's the big takeaways yep yeah definitely oh well, isaac i got to say that's probably the best answer we've had on that question so far I mean, yeah. you're the first one to answer it, but it's probably the best one so far. So really, uh, uh, but no, but r- real talk, I do like that is that that's a really good answer. Yeah, and uh, I, I dig that. I think that's why we're all here. Yeah. Blaine, did you have something? Oh, uh, yeah. I was just going to say if any like, so Matt, you live in Kansas City. Yeah. Um, Isaac, I'm not 100 percent sure where you live. He's around the Minnesota Man, area when he, when he gets Midwest. when he gets home. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Wisconsin, what I'm trying to say Minnesota. is. Yeah, we're Minnesota. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, what I'm trying to say is uh, anybody who is happens to be local to us, um, I mean, some of us, we might be limited on time a little bit, but if we, you know, just reach out to us and uh, if you are local and uh, we can always, if, if you happen to be local, we can probably help you with stuff. It'd be, uh, you know, e- easier yet to do face-to-face stuff so if you if anybody's interested in that i'm sure all of us would definitely be down to do oh we'll 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 be there to help people i've had guys travel two hours to meet up in person and and get tuning stuff done so which i probably will do that by the way buddy (laughs) we we need to go we need to go shoot some stuff together for sure we do need to go do that that's that's gonna happen and it's always fun to do that with with anything even if it's traveling away is it's fun to get together with people that do the same thing you do and then no doubt you know, share the passion right. a little yep. bit no doubt absolutely all right isaac so where can uh, i know you've mentioned it a few times in the podcast but just a summary where can uh, where can people find all your content at i think the number one place people can find our content in general is going to be youtube if you just search limb driven tv uh myself and 
a few other guys I should I should really give them a shout out. One of them's Garen. He's my roommate here at college. He does my a man lot of Garen. the editing. <laughs> yeah, you guys know who he is. And he does a lot oh, yeah. of the editing and he does a lot of a lot of the work behind the scenes. So as much as it seems like uh, I take credit for things because I'm normally the one on the podcast or I'm normally the one in the video. He's the one that makes things even halfway presentable for individuals to be able to <laughs> watch the things because you wouldn't believe how much time we end up spending with my ability to not say things right when I get salad mouth and I have to <laughs> end up doing several takes. So I, you know, if, if you guys even see Garen places on social media, Garen Minzer, or if you're on our channel and you, and you see Garen in there, you know, he's not a fill in, he's not a substitute. He's doing a lot of work behind the scenes. And the other one's Rylan, and he's been in some older videos, and he's he's in college. He's in the meat grinder with college. He's not as involved, but he's still yeah, there. Been there. All of us, you can reach out and find us our information on the YouTube page or Facebook, Limb Driven TV. Mm-hmm. It's the best resource for you. And if we have to, uh, from there, we can get more personal, share some phone numbers, share email, friend each other on Facebook, and do what we have to do to meet up or help you out, phone call, figure some things out. So yeah absolutely we'll put a i'll be sure to include all the uh contact info for you your, your uh, facebook youtube uh do you guys have instagram or no nope not right now okay so facebook and youtube uh, yep. we'll put in the show notes for sure so if you're listening you can check out the show notes click on uh click on those links and go straight to their content mm-hmm. um but yeah <laughs> uh blaine you have anything else nope i'm good cool awesome. all right thank well, you guys for having uh, me i really appreciate it oh Man, it was only right that you were the first guest. Definitely. Like true truly honestly feel that way when we when we lined up the guest for this and uh which by the way, we have how many confirmed guests do we have now? Like fifteen? Yeah, quite a few. Like a lot. We have a lot of confirmed guests. That's so awesome. I'm we need, excited we need to we need to get on that. Oh dude, we're so pumped. There's some there's so much cool stuff coming. But uh when we when we set all this up, we we said Lim Driven and, and Isaac have to be have to be the first guest. So yep. Hopefully, uh, uh, well, not hopefully. You will be back. I will force you to come back on the podcast, <laughs> and uh, and hopefully we can get some of the other guys, uh, get Garen and Rylan in here too, and uh, have a fun conversation. So once again, thank you, Isaac, for coming on. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for we, your time. We we would not be here without you, and I truly mean that. So oh, well, I really uh, appreciate um, it. Yeah, of course, man. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, uh, have a great day and stay lethal. <laughs>